The address on the envelope was for a small village called Rubanyachko in the far eastern side of Hungary near the Slovakian border. Arriving in Budapest with my flatmate Amina and my sister Marie, I didn't have the faintest clue where Rudovanyatko was, <laughs> or even really how to pronounce it at the time. But as my father would always say, ye of little faith. So when we set out to find this little village in the far eastern part of Hungary, my heart was bounding with the faith, with at the very least we'd be able to find this village and the house where my grandfather had lived. Now, I never knew my grandfather personally. However, he lived through the many stories my family would tell. One my Aunt Betty would always tell that I was always fond of was how I became a fugitive for stealing a loaf of bread. So my Aunt Betty was pretty pivotal in me finding this village because up until that point, all I knew was he was from, well, the old country. So when she sent me this nearly 40-year-old Xerox copy of a yellowing envelope and some squiggly cursive handwriting of an address for some weird village in Hungary, I knew it was the ticket to unlocking my heritage. We arrived in Rudabanyachko on a cool day in April. We arrived via Florence, who was the hostel innkeeper at the Greenbridge Hostel in Budapest. He had overheard my sister and I talking about finding this faraway village and knew he wanted to be a part of it. So he had offered to drive us the nearly three and a half hours to the other side of the country. But little did Florence know that day, he wasn't only gonna be our taxi driver, but he was about to become our translator. Because as soon as we arrived in Rudabanyachko, I knew we needed to find our family. So we arrived in Nurbanyachko, and it's this teeny tiny little village of about 300 people, near Shatra Yuhe, which in Hungarian means the town at the base of the mountain that's shaped like a tent. So here we are in this cute little village uh, behind the mountain that's shaped like a tent, going on what seems door to door, because that's really the best way to find your family in Eastern Hungary. You just knock on the door and say, hey, do you know Barenko? So Barranco is my family name, and I've been told it means Baranko, Baranko in Hungarian. And if you knew my family, Baranko, Baranko, it's pretty applicable. So here we are going door to door, and it seems like this entire village is made up of these little babushka women, babushka meaning grandmother in Eastern Europe, and they fit every stereotype I remember as a child. The beautiful floral print headscarf tied under the chin, their beautiful smile, wrinkly face hands worn from hard years of work, and they always had this little sparkle in their eye when they smiled. It reminded me of my once-surviving grandmother. And so we would go door to door and asking, do you know Barenko? And Florence, our trusty translator, would, uh, would you know, be talking with these little babushka women and five, 10, 15 minutes would go by and my sister and my, my uh, flatmate and I are just like, wow, these little babushka women know a lot about Barenko. So we Florence, what are they talking about? And he turns to us and he's like, they don't know anything about Barenko. They're, they don't, they're just super excited to have three American girls in this little village. And, and they're just, she's talking about her tomatoes and her chickens and like why her peas didn't come in last summer. And we're just like, oh. But inevitably, she would point us in another direction and there we went on this wild goose chase looking for Barranco. Time and time again, we would get turned to this one house. A woman named Anna, they'd say. She knows something about Barranco. We would go to Anna's house on the far side of the village, and her husband would come to the door, and he would always give us the same response. Sorry, Anna's in town for a meeting, and she won't be home until late. It's at that moment we realized, whew, 
it is getting quite late. We should probably be heading back to Budapest as well. It is a three hour drive. Feeling a bit defeated as we're walking down this beautiful dirt lane in this beautiful village, I see all these little babushka women from earlier in the day, except this time they have on beautiful overcoats and black boots and they're holding a little black book. And I turn to Florence and I say, where are they going? It's at that moment I hear the chime of the church bell and I realize they're going to church and it's Holy Thursday. And I'm in my grandfather's village in Hungary. You've gotta be kidding me, it's a dream come true. So my sister and I, of course, beg Florence and Amina to allow us to go to church and they accommodate and decide to go into town to have a coffee while we attend church, which we guaranteed them would only be an hour. So we assist these beautiful little babushkas down the dirt lane and up the long staircase to the base of the church. It's incredible. Modest church. The clock tower has a date on it. It reads 1888. The paint on the outside is this peeling yellow, just as much as the paint's peeling on the inside. You walk inside the doors, and it's this musty, damp scent. It's almost like walking into a tomb. It's dimly lit, mostly candles set around the icon screen and the iconostas. It's everything I had imagined. Ruthenian Byzantine Catholic Church, just like the one I had grown up in. It was beautiful, and it really made me feel like I was at home. So of course, if there's any Byzantine Catholics out there, you know that Holy Thursday liturgy is like three and a half hours long. So my sister and I get out of church and there's Florence and Amina very patiently waiting for us when the priests approach. And he invites us over to the house because at this point it's pretty late in the day and we still have a long drive back to Budapest. And um, we're at the priest's home and he's offering us tea and cookies and you know, extending an apology for not being able to find our family. And it's just then that there's a knock on the door. And the priest answers the door, and there's a woman standing there in the doorway with a striking resemblance of my Aunt Betty. The same large, round, soft cheeks, blue eyes, and beautiful Branco smile. Standing there with her husband, the gentleman we had met earlier at the gate. It was Anna. She turned to the priest, and she said, Branco, we are Branco.